Welcome to the Holistic Lifestyle Podcast, where I help busy Christian moms create schedules that eliminate stress, ditch toxins, and experience God-given freedom of peace. Hey friends, so today we're going to talk about my birth story for my first birth with my son, and it was actually in a hospital. So, pretty much, I remember we were living in an apartment in Houston, Texas, and my now husband was boyfriend at the time. We had moved in together, and um, it was honestly a very overwhelming time. We had only been dating for short amount of time and living in sin and had intimacy out of marriage and we ended up getting pregnant <laughs> and we decided pretty much to go ahead and after like it was just like I don't know I had lived on my own and my husband boyfriend at the time though lived on his own, but we ended up moving together, moving in together, and, you know, all the changes of just two people living together, and then I was pregnant on top of it, but thankfully God was really guiding us throughout it all because we really had each other's back, and I'm thankful that we still do. We we're laying in bed. We were still moving in. It was like we had only been in the place at the most a month, but I want to say it was more so like weeks. And I was working two nanny jobs and my husband was working like long hours doing delivery driving and pest control. I don't know if he had switched beforehand, but he was working late hours. And so we were both really busy. And I remember we were laying in bed and I actually, it was probably about midnight almost on like a Friday night. And I was just looking at my phone at like carpets for our living room because <laughs> we were trying to, you know, piece together our home because we were just moving into this apartment and it felt like there was a gush down there of water or whatever. And I was like, oh, that felt unusual more than usual and what was that so I got up went to the bathroom and went pee and it was like a trickle by the way if this is already TMI for y'all like don't listen to this because I mean it's a birth story but um so yeah there was like a trickle and I finished peeing and there was still a continued trickle and I was like okay that's not normal and so I was like maybe my water broke and so I called my at the time it was an OBGYN that was delivering called her and she was like okay just to be sure go ahead and go to the hospital the hospital was only like 15 minutes from us and so we went ahead and we had not I was like three weeks early at this point. I was around 36 weeks pregnant. And so we went ahead and packed a 
bag, like a hospital bag, because we did not pack that yet, since it was a few weeks early. Honestly, we should have, but we didn't. And we're, you know, first-time parents and just figuring all that out. And then we got everything together, got in the car, drove to the hospital, and they checked and told us that, yes, my water had broken, there was amniotic fluid, and so we were just hanging out at the hospital. At this point, I had no pain, no contractions that I were feeling, that I was feeling, but they said that I was having contractions some, um... And so we just kind of hung out. We notified family members. I walked around some, definitely prayed a lot, breathed a lot. Um, and then the doctors started asking questions. And since I was early, um, like earlier than the normal, because typically 38 weeks, they say is within normal range. But come to find out, I have all my babies early. But at this point, I did not know that. Um, and then we, well, I had had a previous positive GBS test, which is like healthy bacteria that can occur during pregnancy. And I did like all the natural things to take care of it, like apple cider vinegar and detoxing, detox baths, lots of water, probiotics. And then I was cleared of it. But since I had that one, like, one appointment before being cleared of it, and that was, like, recent to it, they wanted to put me on antibiotics in the hospital. And I knew at that point that antibiotics would get rid of my healthy bacteria and the bad bacteria because it gets rid of both. And so that means that my baby wouldn't have healthy bacteria that, you know, would really help my baby. And so I was like, eh, I really don't want to do that. And I had actually looked into it around the time that I had the positive GBS test in the past and learned about GBS and the side effects and pretty much the chances, the likelihood, the percentages, all of that of it actually happening. And it was very low percentages in my opinion. And also, worst case scenario, if baby did have GBS, they would just treat baby with antibiotics. And so I had prayed about it, thought about it, researched it, and talked with my husband about it. And we decided that if baby had GBS, then we would treat with antibiotics. Otherwise, there was no real cause to preventatively do something like taking antibiotics during labor that, in our opinion, would be treating something that wasn't even needed to be treated, which, I guess, spoiler alert, he, our son, did not end up having GBS, and so we did not need any antibiotics. But anyways, so they kept asking me and trying to get me on antibiotics, and I was like, no, no, you know, show me the proof in these things you're saying, and they gave me paperwork that wasn't eventually, I should say eventually, they gave me paperwork because I was literally going back and forth with them. And they eventually gave me paperwork that didn't even show anything really dealing with the points I had brought up. And so I was like, you know what? No. And eventually 
it got to a point to where I could not argue with them. And part of me is thankful for the distraction of, you know, going back and forth with them and standing up for my rights because I knew that I did have rights and I did have a right to say no, especially with my own, you know, research and just how God was guiding us. And so there was that like, yeah, sure. Thankful for the distraction. Cause during that time, contractions did start to kick in. There was some pain coming, but at the same time, it was so stressful having to go back and forth. And at one point they even threatened to, um, have a like social worker come in and see if I was fit to take my baby home. Here's another spoiler alert. They never even did that. I was like, okay, go ahead. And they never even did that. So that was just a scare tactic and it's really messed up. And that was like the first thing that, you know, those, that whole situation was the first thing that was like, okay, I don't want to have another hospital birth. And at that point I had already tossed around the idea of a home birth, but I didn't feel confident enough for it, honestly. It was my first time having a baby and I was really nervous. And God just worked on me so much during that time period, me and my husband. And it was just so interesting because I remember at first I was like, oh, I'm going to have an epidural. Didn't have an epidural, switched to totally having a natural birth. And I'll say, like, definitely God worked on me. My grandparents helped me with that too. And I remember at one point my grandfather said, like, there, no, you're not going to have an epidural. And like, just his confidence with that gave me so much confidence. But anyways, back to the birth story. Um, so yeah, we got past that and I ended up stopping arguing with them or going back and forth, whatever. I was very, you know, cordial, but firm. And I just stopped responding to them really when the contractions got, you know, to the point to where I was like, uh, and so I had went into labor at midnight. And at this point it was probably, I want to say around, um, 10 PM and the contractions were really starting to get, you know, like, okay, I can't talk anymore. And they checked to see how far along I was dilated a couple times. And then I was like, stop. Like, I don't like that. I don't want to be touched. Um, and that kind of led to, with my home burst down the road, I wanted to be very just like hands off as much as possible. But, um, so around 10 PM, the contractions were getting more intense. And another thing with GBS, I knew as the time went on, the percentages would increase, but my total labor ended up being under the percentages where that even increased. Like my total labor was, um, So my total labor was like 12 hours, I want to say. I'm trying to think back, guys. So I went to labor at 12 and I had them around like 2 p.m. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. So my total labor was 14 hours, 12 or 14 hours, somewhere in there. And <laughs> you guys, I'm bad at math. Anyways, <laughs> um, I... 
I'm trying to think of where I was at. So, yeah. So, the pain was starting to kick in. And I remember moving around a lot. I was on my back. Um, I tried squatting position with, like, their bar. And that was uncomfortable. And I laid back. And I had my dad there. And my best friend's mom. And my husband all in there. And then the doctors had asked, you know, who wants to stay or who do you want to stay? And I told them who. And I remember just breathing, breathing a lot. I'd looked up, you know, some breathing exercises that would help with labor. And I was praying a lot. I was asking for God to give me the strength through this and just help me, please. Um, I was so terrified beforehand really but during labor like it was intense but all I focused on was breathing and my breathing exercises and praying and I get a little distracted and go back to it and that helps so much and you know the pain did get more intense but really you see in the movies all this like screaming it was just breathing and me praying in my head and closing my eyes and I remember um getting hot and they turned you know the AC down in that room because they were able to do that I think by room or something or maybe they brought a fan I don't know um and I was like taking all my clothes off like <laughs> and that is something that is consistent with each labor I've taken my clothes off um I get really hot and that's totally normal um, what else? They tried to give me this, like, essential oil patch that was totally, like, synthetic lavender, and I was like, oh, get it off. I ripped it off. I was like, get it off, get it off right away. Um, and that just goes to show the difference between synthetic and natural, and even so with natural, you might not want that strong of a scent right on you. I enjoyed down the road diffusing versus having a patch of oil, like, right on your on your chest or whatever um but that was synthetic um what else happened I'm trying to think so then you know it got to the point to where it was like okay I was crowning and that whole like ring of fire moment is as they call it and it was just like felt kind of like a sharp pain down there it was uncomfortable but I just kept breathing and reminding myself things like okay you know when you feel like you can't do it anymore it's almost over and I made like maybe some grunting noises but there was no screaming like in the movies and the nurses started to be like oh stop stop pushing you know no pushing the doctor's not ready yet and I was like what what do you mean like this baby is coming out I cannot believe that they do that. And later on, I had found out that nurses can get in trouble for, you know, being there where the baby's delivered if the doctor's not there. And that is just so messed up. So that's number two major issue with hospital births. Number three would be that they don't support you with the positioning really well. Like, they ended up having me just like, oh, lay on your back. And at the time, I thought that was the best position that felt well. And really, it just delayed my labor, prolonged it because I wasn't working with gravity. And so that would be number three, my issue. Um, but ended up delivering baby and the number, 
I guess five when I'm at, they ended up pulling baby out, because uh, the doctor came in, like, last minute, and, like, grabbed his head and pulled him out, and unnecessarily, and his head was, like, cone-shaped because of it, and so that was another issue I had, um, like, my home burst down the road, they never did that, it was hands-off, using gravity, you know, being in a better position, um, and then, so, they gave me, I was clear that I wanted baby, you know, directly on me. I told my OBGYN that, you know, I wanted delayed cord clamping because of the health benefits, getting all the blood to baby and that I wanted baby to me right away for skin to skin. And she did honor that. But then, you know, I, let's just pause a moment. When our first son, Jace, came out. He cried right away and had strong lungs. And they were all freaked out about with that about that with him coming early. And he was totally healthy and totally developed. And it was amazing. Just God's creation and the fact that he takes a man and a woman in intimacy and then creates a baby inside of our body. And we birth that out. It's just so amazing. And there he was and they put him right on me and, you know, babies are messy and whatever. I did not care. And like, maybe it's a little gross, but I wasn't thinking that I was just thinking, this is my baby. And it was just a beautiful experience. And my husband teared up some and seeing him like that was an amazing experience and so beautiful. And he had his skin to skin time with him a little bit later too. Um, Another thing that I don't like, though, moving on to the hospital experience is that they ended up, you know, okay, let's wham it all. And that was very quick, but the doctor disappeared super quickly. So that was frustrating. Like she's just gone. And then it's all these unfamiliar nurses again, but they weighed him and checked him all out and everything was good. And ultimately, hospital births treat labor as a emergency and it's not it's a natural experience yes emergencies sometimes come up and for that reason I am thankful for hospitals that can care for us in those emergencies and how things have developed well with that but most of the time they're not and that's a big reason why I wanted home birth down the road so moving on I remember being just so exhausted Oh, my mom wasn't there, but because he came early, but she was able to get there like a few hours after he was born. And that was amazing. And I remember getting up after delivering and her helping me and the nurse and my legs were just shaking like crazy. And they didn't tell me this at the time. They just told me, oh, it's normal. It's fine. But down the road, I ended up learning that's because of hormones. Wow. Hormones are intense and amazing and interesting and intricate. But, um, it was just hard to walk and, oh, I missed a part. Okay. So the doctor, she did say like the OBGYN, she said that I did tear some probably because she pulled him out. Uh, she didn't say that. That's why I added, but, uh, she stitched me up. It was like two stitches she said. So that was fine. And actually, I don't know if she numbed me or not, but I remember feeling like a couple of sharp 
pain, but not that much because, you know, during natural labor, your body produces, like God made your body to produce these natural hormones. And that was something I learned about and while doing my research while I was pregnant. And truly, it was amazing. So thankful for that. Um, it's painful, but there are natural hormones that help to, you know, reduce that and help your body through that and just go through the process that's totally natural. And um, I think because of me holding my son and having the skin to skin time while she was stitching me up, just the oxytocin hormones were high. And so I just don't think I felt that pain too much because of that. Um, okay, now fast forwarding back. Yeah, I got up and, you know, went to the bathroom and rinsed off a little bit. And of course, they had already cleaned off baby at this point, weighed him, and he was healthy and well. And oh, I just remember the next few days being kind of a blur. It was, you know, my mom was there sometimes, my husband was there sometimes helping. I always had someone with me, which I was thankful for. The nurses were bothering me about vaccines another thing I don't know what are we on the sixth thing I don't like maybe seventh (laughs) that I don't like about hospital births um and I was like no 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 made that clear um and then they did have food though I'll say that they brought you food which was awesome but that's like a mixed emotion I have on that because I know it wasn't healthy food so uh, all the preservatives in that was probably ridiculous um And then my next issue would be that they pretty much were like, okay, well, to have him circumcised, we would have to give him a vitamin K shot. And so I was like, okay, what about um, oral vitamin K? And they would not accept that, which was total BS. I was really upset about that, honestly. Um, But I didn't know enough, honestly, in that area to stand strong for it down the road. I learned more and I'll share about that in future birth stories that I have on the podcast. But pretty much we end up being like, okay, fine, we'll do the vitamin K shot. They got did the circumcision and down the road, we don't do that anymore. We're not a fan of that anymore. But that was um, something I felt very pressured into. Another thing was the um, antibiotic, like, eye ointment that they give. They were like, oh, well, because you didn't do the antibiotics, let's at least do this. And we succumbed to that, and I was just like, ugh, that was another thing I was pressured into and not prepared for. Um, I didn't do enough research on that at the time, and I'm not a fan of circumcision or eye antibiotic ointment anymore. Um what else? Oh, okay. We'll move on to the last thing, which is they pretty much were like, oh, okay, he has to do a car seat test. First off, I think that's lame. But second off, it took like two hours. And I know it wasn't just me because my mom was like, he should be back by now. And I called them twice for him, like press the button to call. And like, that was so frustrating. They said they had to do it longer because he was considered preemie because he came early, even though he was fully developed, which they should have adjusted and looked at my records to take into full account of that, which they didn't in a hospital birth, which was so frustrating and such a letdown from my OBGYN and just the healthcare system in general. 
and the fact that I called I had to call twice to get my baby back was frustrating and I had to work through like oh were they trying to give him vaccines I had to work through that and pray through that and know that you know I have a healthy he's now four years old I have a healthy baby healthy kid now and he's totally fine I don't think that they did that but they could have and if so that would have been totally messed up um and that's just like just the fact that my baby was not around me I was not okay with I want to be around my baby at all times I just did not have the energy or the health to like get up and do that they weren't advocating for me and my family and it was so frustrating and that was probably the most traumatic experience for me is that like where is my baby and they have this whole like armband thing to where you know pretty much it would ring or do something if it was a different baby so like I worked past that and honestly like we knew we knew it was the same baby and that was just another fear I had to work through Um, I am thankful that they did have that band to help like reassure us, but it was still a frustrating experience. But after three days, we were released and set on our way. And like I said, no social worker came. And I was so, so thankful to be out of there. And we, um, they had to like take me out on a wheelchair because, you know, I couldn't walk really well because of the tear. It was super uncomfortable and um the adventures of motherhood will have to be another podcast episode of like newborn time as a first mom but just leaving there I already knew that was something I never wanted to do in the hospital again and so whereas I know sometimes that is the best case scenario I've had two other babies now at this point years down the road and both of them home births and I will say that I definitely advocate for home births now. So I hope that this can be some helpful information for y'all looking into hospital versus home births and just hearing an experience and a memory for me to look back on on my first birth and lessons I learned and the beauties in it and the hardships in it and yeah I hope that y'all enjoyed to create an intentional purposeful loving meaningful wholehearted life for you and your family that's not constantly stressful disappointing or confusing You want to experience God's freedom of peace, a home that's clean, healthy meals on the table that were easy to make, routines that flow almost seamlessly, more like a rhythm, tasks getting finished, goals being reached, toxins going out of your home and staying out of your home, healthy, clean products for your family and friends to use, experience, and surround yourself with to limit the toxin load so you're experiencing less crappy hormonal symptoms like headaches, cramps, rashes, fatigue, brain fog, and allergies. You know there has to be a way to have a home that is peaceful, to have your healthy go-to items that are supporting you well instead of harming you. 
to live a more simple, slowed down life or a more fun life, to learn from God's word, to make progress, to relax and spend some time taking care of yourself. You want all of this, but for some reason, you keep coming home to a dirty home, not knowing what to cook, overspending on your groceries, seeing no growth in your business, telling yourself all these negative thoughts, buying yet another unhealthy cleaning product, medicine or baby wipes, simply out of confusion or because you thought it was healthy, but turns out it actually wasn't. And I want you to know the answer is not perfectionism, trying even harder or going at it alone until you explode. It's creating a home and schedule that works for you and your family. It's learning how to easily cut through the fake greenwashed labeling. It's enjoying the experience of iron sharpening iron and being at ease because you trust God's plan for you. I believe the Holistic Life Academy is the answer for you. It was the answer for me and still is, along with other Christian moms. I want you to go right now to the link in the description of this episode and see what moms are saying about the Holistic Life Academy. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you get to say after your experience in the Holistic Life Academy. Head on over to Apple Podcast if you aren't there already and leave a rating and review on how you're liking the podcast to help me reach more moms so we can all live stress-free. P.S. If you're a working mama, share what you do for work to get featured on the Holistic Lifestyle Podcast. Looking forward to chatting with you next Tuesday. Have a blessed week.